reckon he's nicked three to four million in the last five months, sire. All right, then, fine. Raise the bounty on his head. 25,000 crowns. Begging your pardon, sire, it won't do no good. How much you raise it? Really, scribe, and why is that? Because, sire, the poor, you see, he gives them what he takes. So, well, sire, they love him. Just a minute. Robin Hood steals money from my pocket, forcing me to hurt the public. And they love him for it? Yes. That's it, then. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. Oh. That was weird. Uh, it was an echo that sounded different than Sam. That's interesting. Right. We'll, we'll have to explore that in a moment. This is episode 293, and tonight we're talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, my leprous friend. Yes, that is my finger, Jimison. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, I think I caught you off guard on that one. <laughs> Uh, Cornelius, why <gasps> eat grain when you can have beer, Logan? What? Hello, children, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> why, thank you, my Scottish king. I appreciate that. Yes, I play the best Scottish king, the English king, and the English spy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Sam's rubs manure on his clothes before he goes to parties, Vector. Everywhere. It's, I, I just rub it everywhere. Nice. I enjoy the feeling of fresh horse manure. I really do. Yeah. If you're in marching band, you know all about horse manure, um, about uh, especially in, in parades. So, uh, oh yeah, old, Sean, old BS Sam is what they used to call him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so you know, if, if, if there was if there was anything I was going to do to to off you uh, in the style of this movie, mm-hmm. I would give you the helmet with the broken nose plate. Oh, okay. So, just so you know. Yeah. I like how that, that guy was like an anti-hopping man. He kept just showing up places. He's showing up everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Corny, your, your, your Sean Connery is slowly turning into... Um, A drunken uh, master or something. No, no. Yeah. Drunken... Uh, what's his name? Uh, yes, Clarence. I do want to live from uh, A Wonderful Life. Um What? It's a Wonderful Life. Who's the lead in that? Oh, Bob Johnson. Johnson. Oh, you mean Jimmy Stewart? Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Yes. Well, Bob, I want to do this movie. Bob Johnson, the the creator of BET, is that's the there guy. You, go. you know. 
Um, that's funny. All right, well let's <laughs> let's do this. Let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this. So. Uh, we were going to do a different movie. We decided not to because we thought it was a little, well, frankly, inappropriate. So we're doing Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves well, instead. Wait, what was the movie we were going to do? We were going to do Velocipastor. Um, oh. <laughs> and thought doing it on... It was going to be on Easter. It was going to be on yeah. Easter. And, and <laughs> it didn't feel quite right about that one. Yeah, man. and so we decided... Someone else didn't quit. Jesus didn't quit. Yeah. <laughs> so we decided to watch a movie about a guy who steals things. Um, yeah, the, the original socialist who robs from the rich and gives to the poor. Yeah, so this is actually it was Bernie Sanders. It was him as a child. Oh, that's true. That's this as is a, <laughs> no, as he, he went around. That's and, not him. He looks exactly like he looked exactly like he does now as a kid. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. came out of the wound with hair and <laughs> crazy glasses. Thanks. <laughs> waving his arms and hands around. Hey, hey, doctor, you did a good job. I can't. I do need a, my tapioca pudding. I can't do a Bernie Sanders obviously. <laughs> One percent of these kids are getting breastfed, and we get off that. We got to bust that around. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not that's bad. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so cool. This is um, yeah, two, uh, 1991's Robin Hood, Prince of Steves, Prince of wow. Thieves. Wow. That was ninety one. Prince of Steve. Prince of Steves. Um, the Prince of Thieves is what it kind of comes out of. Oh, um, okay. Kevin oh, Costner. Morgan Freeman and a bunch of Morgan other Morgan Freeman and and Alan Rickman in one of the coolest roles I have ever known him to do. I love Absolutely. him in this and yep. he is without a doubt the best part of the movie by far. Mm-hmm. There's there yep. is zero debate. And I, Alan Rickman in Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is like our good old pal, uh, what's his name, in um, The Rundown. Um, oh, Christopher Walken, yeah. Christopher Walken in The Rundown. Yeah. Like, the, both movies would suffer without those main character villains. Yeah. Really. Or those those actors playing the villains. It really would. And the interesting part, specifically that, is like, because in that movie, we all kind of agree, Christopher Walken is like playing a caricature of himself. <laughs> and yes. and it kind of feels like Alan Rickman was just decided to just you know what I'm going to become a cartoon character. Yeah, and yeah. and he's a cartoon villain, and, and I'm okay with that. I'm totally you? okay with that. Oh gosh, right? Oh my gosh, this movie. So let's talk about it. I'm super excited to talk about it because I started watching this with my wife tonight, and I had to get up to do something. To I think I was fixing myself a drink or whatever, and she says. Do you mean to pause it? And I said, no. And she says, oh, yeah. really? Why? And I said, there are few movies on this planet that I have seen more than this movie. <laughs> and yeah. she says, really? Right. And I said, yeah, probably a handful of the Star Trek films, probably the original trilogy, Star Wars, Serenity, and Die Hard. And that's probably about it. Yep. Um, I, 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 very I, familiar statement. Yeah. I, I probably have seen this movie 20, 20 times. My gosh, yeah. where are you, Cordy? This is getting kind of weird. <laughs> it's creepy. He's he's at the witch's uh, lair. Yeah, for, uh, for this one, I'm burning a man at the stick. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, we don't guy. we don't get corny very often, and we do. I guess we have to go where he goes. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're seeing a night sky, and then all of a sudden, he just shows us a fire and someone sitting next to it. Yeah. So again, we really have no yeah. idea what's happening. It's a little terrifying. 
I don't know. It's almost like the, the fire almost looks like lightning in the sky above. So, yeah, it's great. Lighting up clouds. So, so anyway, yeah. let's do, um, yeah. we'll do a five word review and then we'll get into this movie. Cause again, I know we're all kind of excited to talk about it. Um, unless of course they're, uh, burning man two starts happening over it with that corny's place. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam, you lead off on this. I do. All right. I've got two of them this week. And my first one is didn't remember some weird stuff. Okay. It's been a little while, but there are some very almost Sam Raimi ish type of shots mm-hmm. and some weird stuff going on that I did not remember. And then of course my, my other one is great movie despite Kevin Costner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? I didn't realize until really kind of watching this, uh, in the way that we do that. He he is the worst part of this movie. And even his acting at times is really bad. And not just making fun of his his accent, which is all over the place. All right. That's very well known how bad it is. But I I just think he I don't know if he was phoning it in at times, but everybody else seemed like they were acting their ass off. And Kevin Costner is horrible. But that's my opinion. I love this movie. Right, I went to a theater when I had pneumonia and probably got a hundred other people sick <laughs> just to see this movie. Right, and um, I just it brings back so many good memories, and it's just it's a fun, long, but well made, well written movie. So that's my humble opinion on this. Does it have flaws? Yes, um, and, but you know the main character being one of them, but. Um, you care about these people. You care about Wolf, right? Mm-hmm. And and a little John and his wife. And it's just it's such a good, good movie. So that's my opinion. Cool. How about you guys? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I normally at this point will either argue or whatever. But no, I, I'm I'm kind of with you on all of the things. Um, mm-hmm. The yeah, I don't know if he's phoning it in. Kevin Costner. I just don't think. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is is that Morgan Freeman and Alan Rickman are just so much better in this movie than he is that yeah, it's noticeable. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it's like when you uh, have that one friend that you keep around to make yourself look better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you. Yeah. Well, here's. <laughs> Well, here, here's the corny, but here's here's the other joke to that is, and if you don't, then you're that friend. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Um, no, I, I mean, yeah, I. Okay, so there's some really interesting trivia about this movie, and it kind of makes me hate Kevin Costner, and we can get into Uh-oh. that later. But, um, interesting. Yeah, but I'll say this about about his performance specifically. And that is the the problem is that we live in a post MCU world. Yeah. And so as a result of that, actors who aren't normally action stars are, we'll say, forced to look like action stars. You know what I'm saying? Robert Downey Jr. is just, you know what I'm saying? He he's a he looks like a guy that could sell you insurance until mm-hmm. you put him in the suit and he Again, he he worked out, he trained, he toned up a little bit for a dude in his forties. Um, Paul um, Paul Rudd, Bentley. Paul Bentley. No, 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 Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. 
You know, like he toned up for Ant Man, and oh yeah, he and, didn't age at all though. Well, he he, no, he, he he never does. Yeah, he can't. It's really strange, but <laughs> it's but, part of his contract. Yeah, actually. yeah, it's his contract. And his mutant power. It is kind of his mutant power. He yeah, it is weird. But you know what I'm saying? Like Chris Pratt, same thing. He he buffed up, and so so now I'm watching Kevin in this role where he's supposed to be a kind of a badass who went to the Crusades and all this stuff. And all I can think of is clearly he hasn't missed a meal. <laughs> I'm saying you're telling me he was in that prison for something year, like five years. He, he didn't miss many meals. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm not saying he's yeah, fat. If, I'm just saying if there are some actors that you look at Christian Bale, for example, yeah. that where they had to lose weight, they, they lost it for the role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think had this movie been made today, we probably would have seen that. Well, Not we have seen that from Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. We, we get in this. This movie has been remade twice. Well, that's in, true. In the Russell Crowe version, and Russell Crowe again, he beefs up for the role or slenders down. Actually, he's pretty. He he's not gladiator, you know, beefcake, but he's still. He's. <laughs> but he's still, and then the newest one with um, Joel Edgerton, not Joel Edgerton, uh, Taron Ed- Edgerton. You know, he's. He's a buff dude, and and that's kind of the problem. Is like, oh, I've I've seen that movie with lots of action and fighting, and I can kind of buy it. Whereas he's kind of kind of he's kind of tubby. I'm just saying. So anyway, yeah. Did this is way off topic, but yeah. the the newest one mm-hmm. I watched on the plane back from London mm-hmm. in back in November. I did not like it. I didn't either. I'm right there with you. And I don't know if this one spoiled me, and this one is just nostalgic to me or something. I don't know. But I didn't like the new one. I love Jamie Foxx, but I didn't like that movie. I liked the new one. Um, Mm -hmm. Here's the weird thing. Basically, you think of the four Robin Hood movies that have been made. You know, the original Errol Flynn one, this one, the two thousand, mm-hmm. the the Russell Crowe, and then that one. Um, but and I kind of Disney. <laughs> oh yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I love that one. Yeah, for yeah. different, you know, for very different reasons. Which I did see literally like yesterday or the day before that Disney's going to make a live action version of that, but with the animals. That's weird. weird. Yeah. Um, like I don't know if they're going to do like a... you forgot about the sixth one. Well, uh, I... Robin's in the hood. It's the uh, black take on. The whole thing. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say um, Men Robin tights. Hood Men in Tights. Men in Tights, which is yeah. a which is a funny I, I, one. I will too, bring yeah. that up later, though. Uh, yeah. But yeah, That's... yeah. But anyway, my my point is, is I kind of like them all for the story that they're telling because it's all a little different. Yeah, and I liked the new one. I thought it was fine. It's it's just an action flick, and you turn your brain off and. Some, well, I think that's why I didn't like it. It's because it was such turn your brain off that it was at one point I, I felt dumber coming out of that movie than I did going the, in. Yeah, this one makes you think. I mean, it, a little bit, yeah. Not not a lot, but you you have a good story there anyway. You kind of have to yeah. pay attention to what's happening and things like that. Um, the one thing that I liked, I guess, the best about the the newest one was that. Um, the new Robin Hood, the dude, the actor, was actually doing all of the the arrow work. Yeah. You know, when he's yeah. he's shooting off three arrows in two seconds, like that's him doing it. They didn't CG that CGI that, which I thought was pretty cool. So anyway, back to this movie. Andrew, you're next. 
Okay, I have two five-word reviews sure. for this one as well. The first one is uh, Medieval Buddy Cop and Friends. Nice. And then the second one is I Learned Math from Robin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. There's 20. There's five. Yeah. They can't count. They can't count. <laughs> they can't count. Yeah. Why scare them? I love it. Why scare them? Yeah. Yeah. I like Sam. Uh, really like this movie uh, and have fond memories of the movie. Um, but I agree that Kevin Costner is probably, I, and I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying it's the worst part of the, fool, of the film. And I, there are I don't some know. scenes where he is horrible. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're looking back on it, there are some scenes that where he is just reading a script off of a page and everybody's having to act against it. And I feel bad for the other actors. Well, I kind of wonder, and I don't know if he's ever been asked about this. I'm sure he has. He's been interviewed about it. But I feel like, and you just speculating here, that he was pulled in so many directions as far as he wanted to use an accent. The other people didn't want him to use an accent. Uh, you know, he was, I guess, fighting um, internally as an actor. And so I feel like maybe he didn't really know who the character was yeah. in, in, in his own mind. And so I feel like that's kind of why we never saw a solidified character from him, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, you know, going back to it, I, I think I told you guys uh, last week when we were talking about this that I got this as a, a gift for Christmas, probably – the, I, it was the first DVD that I ever got. Oh, wow. Uh, and um, and I knew I was getting it for Christmas, and I saw it wrapped under the tree. It was the only DVD-shaped box. <laughs> so I very easily took a, a X-Acto knife, and, or maybe it was a razor blade. Oh, you're one I, of those people, aren't you? And I opened it up just to see <laughs> what it was, and I saw what it was. It was Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves. And... I pulled it out and I went and stuck it in my computer and I watched it probably two or three times before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put it You're back horrible. in there. And then Christmas Day I opened it and I was like, oh man, this is great. This is such a cool surprise. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I opened it and watched it again. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the DVD uh, is a dual side DVD, which I'd never... It was the first DVD, so I just assumed all DVDs were that way. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, with Titanic, when we had a VHS, because, you know, we had two cassettes of that movie. And so I thought, well, DVD, maybe this is such a long film that maybe it has to be two sides. And I had the director's cut, so it was even a little bit longer. But you literally had to take the DVD out and ter- flip it over and put it back in the DVD player to watch the second half of the movie. Wow. I think the only one I ever had of that was uh, Braveheart, was whether it was a two two sided DVD. Yeah, you just don't you don't hear that much anymore, do you? No, <laughs> interrupt the movie to have to turn it over. Yeah, well, could no. you imagine watching Endgame or Infinity War <laughs> and having to stop and, <laughs> and having yeah. to pause it halfway through? Wow, could you see that? I'm trying to think, where... what would be the the worst cut ever in those movies to have to, you know, have the movie. <laughs> On your left, right? he turns around, 
flipped to disc <laughs> side two. Son flip of disco. A... Go, go back. I would say go uh, right. You know, uh, it's the moment where he's uh, he's fighting and then and he's really beaten up and he's get bandaged himself together oh. and it just cuts away. Or or the uh, or uh, meow meow right. It's flying towards somebody, and then it's yeah. that's before whoever it catches it. Yeah, just <laughs> cut the side <laughs> too. Messed up. So uh, all it does is just uh, show up to Sean Connery holding a sword, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I've told my story. I'll keep it brief. The story of when we watched it for the first time, Stephen King's It, the uh, yeah, the one from the '90s or the early. Oh, that's late right. 80s. You watched the wrong side first. We right? watched the wrong side first. So I'm watching the movie thinking. <laughs> This feels like a this feels like the sequel to a movie. Where are the kids? And then we flipped it over and then watched the first half. So it was it was like a Christopher Nolan movie. It was out of order. It was great. Um, yeah. So uh, I just a lot of nostalgia for me. Yeah. With this film, and I agree with you, Alan Rickman uh, and. Um, Morgan Freeman just were fantastic, and really, I thought everybody else, all the supporting people. I, I thought the guy who played Little John and Friar Tuck and, you know, all the, uh, and, and what's the, uh, sorry, I've forgotten his name Will, already. Will Scarlet? Uh, Christian Slater? Sir? Yeah, Christian Slater. Yeah, I thought everybody was great. Uh, yeah. And even though Christian Slater was a little, eh. He's a little I, whiny. I, He's the Luke Skywalker of the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. He yeah, just I wants to go to just Tashi really Station and buy some power converters. So. He's our Star Trek connection, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. How about uh, Morgan Freeman and some uh, some ripped arms there on a couple shots? Yeah. Like, man, he was lifting for this movie. Yeah. Right? This is good, good going for <laughs> Morgan Freeman. He still looks like <laughs> he's 58. But... Not prepared. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. Morgan Freeman's part, he was he's pretty great. And I. Um, I actually saw a really interesting little thing on there where basically there's a there's like an organization um, that like ranks whenever there's a, a Muslim in a movie, and they basically oh, yeah. rank like was the were they portrayed portrayed yeah like well, and like this movie like Morgan Freeman's portrayal of portrayal not betrayal portrayal of a of Muslim. And the movie itself is like really positive, you know. It's like, yeah, you know, they don't like Kevin. He's a good like, person. He's a yeah. good dude. He's just different. And yeah. one of my favorite moments, and it it didn't hit me again when I watched this movie the first fifteen times. I was too young and too immature to understand a lot of it, and I just thought it was a fun action flick with you know arrows mm-hmm. and horses and and craziness. And it really wasn't until this viewing where the part after um, Morgan Freeman, Azim, helps the um, the birth of the baby, mm-hmm. and Friar Tuck comes to him and, and embraces him and says, I am godly, but I am not worldly. And, you know, I, basically he's like, hey, I'm wrong. So let's, and then, of course, he's like, come drink with me. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, come drink with me, and we try to save each other's souls. And he goes, well, I can't. And he goes, fine, I'll drink, you talk. But like that, that moment there, where the Christian and the Muslim like embrace, is kind of like the Lord of the Rings equivalent of Gimli and Legolas becoming friends, right? Like there's yeah, a, yeah. there's a, a blood feud there that goes back, you know, a hundred years or more, hundreds of years. And so I just thought it was really, it, it was more impactful this time 
as being someone that has knows more of the history of it than obviously I was when I saw this the first dozen times or whatever. <laughs> it's so interesting you bring that up because uh, the first time I watched it, completely noticed the whole um, you're different, so things are wrong with you, and then oh, you're actually not a bad person after all. Like immediately picked up on that, and yeah. hell, I don't know, I might have been what 13, 12, first yeah. time I saw this. Knew immediately, like that was already a, an important factor to me in the movie. But I guess you know, as art dictates life, that kind of thing is usually in the forefront for me. Right. When I'm watching mm-hmm. a movie, like, um, sorry, you can continue. No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. I mean, because again, obviously, you and I had very different uh, experiences growing up. Um, obviously, being had red hair. I mean, it's it's really different. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, uh, uh, no, again, I, that pop man? do what? Sorry, I just saw him walk up and I thought he had a spoon in his mouth. I thought he was eating that pie. Yeah, he does look like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Are you eating that yeah, pie? Yeah, I, I, I am eating pie. I'm sorry. God, I hate you. Man, I eat it. Out. Easy. Pie. I'll eat myself. Corny, do you have a five word review you want to share? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I got a, I got, I got two. Great. I made two while y'all were talking. Um, let's see. First one is uh, Kevin Costner didn't even try. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the second one is uh, English accent, not even once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He tried. You, you could tell there was a couple times he tried to get close to it. The Maybe. very beginning, right. he tried, and then yeah. After that, it was like, I'm Kevin Costner. F this. I'm not going to do a voice. Well, it's not. No, it's actually the other way around. It's not, I'm Kevin Costner. I don't want to do it. It's, I'm Kevin Costner. I want to do it. And the director told him to stop. Yeah. The director was like, uh, it's yeah. too bad. You you got to stop. Yeah. There's there's some trivia we'll get into. And I can get into a little bit after my five-word review. That, again, it kind of changes my opinion of 1991 Kevin Costner. But, yeah. So, anyway, keep going. I was just going to say, uh, I I really wish I hadn't watched this movie with the intent of doing this uh, podcast tonight because it is now ruined for me forever. <laughs> <laughs> I never enjoy this film again. Um, there are so many things that I absolutely hate about this. One of which is that, granted, Kevin Costner is, is, is hot stuff at the time. So, yeah, of course, you want him as a leading man to draw in the money and the, you know, the fame. However... Um, it's really hard to put yourself in that situation or in into the movie when uh, everyone else is doing, you know, either uh, an accent of the area that they are in, uh, except for uh, is Mr. Costner. I don't, I don't even know what what area of the the country you would call a Kevin Costner accent. I would I would call it more like uh, Midwestern, but that that's an yeah. insult. It's almost like a Florida <laughs> neutral. Right, it's it's just not really there, but there's something weird about it. I was thinking Iowa. Yeah, yeah. There's no- yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's from California, but I, I don't. Yeah, he, you're not wrong, Andrew. He does kind of sound like he's from like Indianapolis, southern kind of the the mid mid of the middle of the country. Like no discernible accent, really. But um, but but yeah, um, Morgan Freeman, uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, always. Better get busy shooting arrows or get busy dying. Um, <laughs> so enjoyed that. Uh, another great Alan Rickman uh, performance. 
Um, I, I will say he, he, he seemed actually more cartoony than the villain in Prince of Thieves, which is really funny considering yeah. <laughs> the parody and this one's, you know, kind of serious. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think, Sam, you were talking about things that you didn't see before. Yeah. I didn't realize, like, you know, the, the barbarian scene was, was, I mean, it was bad, but I didn't realize, like, yo, man, they were going to do some really awful things to these people. <laughs> Absolutely. The, right? You mean the the Celts like the the cat the when they the Celts attacked or Yeah, when the Celts attacked, like yeah. if they'd gotten a hold of these people, there were gonna be some they well, were gonna do some not nice things. Okay, let's talk about the Celts for just a second. First of all, they all look like they were in an eighties theme gang. Like <laughs> oh, didn't see that David Boy is the leader? Um yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like that was the same uh, same group that was Biff's henchman in uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, it's it's more than just that the crazy hair of the period because it's the like ninety one. We still kind of smell like the eighties, but like it's like Maybe the like, did. like mean, one of the one of the people that gets killed. Like they've got like basically like red eyeliner on, and I'm like, oh, am I watching a music video? Like what is happening? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, anybody notice that in the uh, right before they uh, do the hanging of the people, you cut, you cut through the crowd. Clearly, one of the bar- uh, one of the barbarian people is in the crowd. His makeup is still on. <laughs> they probably just hundred percent clear. They probably well. I mean, Wolf was you know dressed up like one of the uh, the Celts too. So like, and that was his intent was to to get people to leave him alone. So that's why he dressed like a Celt. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't him. I, that, that was the thing. Like I thought it was him for a second. So I ripped back and watched it again. He's just in the crowd. It was, you know, oh, we need well, some, uh, we need some crowd people. And the guy just did take his makeup off, and he was yeah. tight. I noticed a bunch during that scene as well uh, of uh, extras not putting much effort into looking like they're actually fighting. Yeah. Um, and I hate that because it just you see that now, and it's like, oh man, try a little harder. Or, do a different cut, or uh, it's just it was, yeah, disappointing. The uh, and 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 whoever mentioned make the point, corny or same, I can't remember that you know the Celts were there to do some damage. I mean, like, could, like they're in the like two of them are like in the middle of battle and they're like time to rape. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> right, you still got like, dudes really? flinging right arrows at you. Like, are you that hard off? I guess I don't well, know. The same Maybe thing. Better get busy living or get busy dying. You know. Yeah. The same thing with. The sheriff, though, like, do you really have to do it right there as you're getting married? Can you? She was ripe. Did you not? Yeah, she was ripe. She was yeah. ripe. Well, she I got that. But I mean, she's going to be ripe for another ten minutes. Just give it a second. Get down the hallway. Well, Bill Robin was out there. But that kind of science, you know, you just can't you can't argue that science. Yeah, she was only going to be ripe and, for approximately four more minutes. When <laughs> I mean, just because Latrine said that, you don't yeah. have to. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even bother to look at the lady's name. She is Latrine. Uh, yeah. Latrine, that's an interesting name. Yeah, we changed it when we came here. You changed it to Latrine? Yeah, it used to be Shithouse. That's a good change. Ah, Tracy Ullman. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, the fight scene was ridiculous. And, like, well, the part that... there was, The payoff that annoyed me, and I know he was in, this, in the movie later on, but you hear like the leader of the Celts scream, and then Hazim like turns around like, "Ooh, I must go towards that sound." I wanted that showdown between dude yeah. with the big, you know, mace mallet thing with the bat on his forehead, and then I was, like, I wanted that showdown. 
you know, like sub boss versus sub boss kind of thing, right? Yeah. And and of course we didn't get it, and that was kind of disappointing. But um, anyway, I just yeah, that's fine. Uh, though I do my one of my kind of favorite parts of the movie is when in the in the fight at the end, the big climactic battle at the end, and Kazim pulls out his big sword, and the British guard just runs away screaming. I just love it. <laughs> he just pulls out that sword. And he's like, ah, he just drops the sword and runs away. Okay, okay, I get it. Um, all right, my five one word would review. Think that, by the way, one would think that sword would be impractical. That shape I've and always, that heft. I've always wondered that. Like, I know that different cultures have had different shaped swords and weapons, but I never really understood that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of feels like probably better on, I'd say, horseback or something like that from mounted attack more than it is like from the ground. Or, or it's just something that Westerns have seen and been like, oh, that'd be a really cool sword of these people. And we've just adopted it. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine that, you know, we paid a lot of attention to actual sword use of other places. You know, good old Western uh, ideology is, uh, mm-hmm. this seems weird, so we're going to make fun of it. Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. I just, I, um, I liked that it was different because we need to highlight that he's different and... I, by the way, I did notice when he got on the catapult to go over the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he couldn't find his scabbard um, as an actor and just kind of <laughs> held it there. Still a sword, I saw that too. Oh, I thought I thought that was intentional. <laughs> like, I'm not going to hold this out because I'm going to cut my head off if I'm flailing my arms. So I'm going to. I'm, gonna I'm pretty t- sure he was trying to find where it went. Well, he looked down to, for it. Yeah, Sam, he looked yeah. down for it. I can't yeah. find it. And actually, like, right, I'm in the stock. I can't wait any more time. Actually, no, Good it's job. funny you say that because now that I think about it, when they're flying through the air, both of their arms are flailing. Yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. Speaking <laughs> of the flying through the air scene, can we talk about the infamous, infamous line? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. The so F-bomb. Will, Will Scarlet drops the F-bomb, which, of course, isn't period accurate. And he says, F me, they cleared it. And for years, and I can't remember what he, what I thought he said, but I used to repeat it. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Okay. So when I was little, I, for, I and this made no sense to me at all, but these are the words that I thought he said. Buck, like, like a chicken like buck. Like a deer? Yeah. Right? Oh. Or a, a deer, yeah. Buck me, he clanded, and I didn't know what clanded was, and so I asked my mother. I said, I looked at her. I said, Mom, what does "buck me he clanded" mean? And she goes, I don't know, son. It must be something typical of the British. Period. She accuracy, like, man. She just oh, she, he clanded, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh well, maybe you know that's just a, a saying over there in. Across the pond. Oh, that's I, great. I probably didn't think clanned it. I don't I think I knew cleared it or cleaned it or something. Like he got it over clean. But you're right. Oh yeah, gosh. maybe maybe buck or like shucks or something like that. I never knew yeah. it was the F bomb. But when you're that young, you don't really know what the F bomb is yet anyway. Uh well, maybe I did, I don't know. But yeah, I mean I used to say that. Like I would I would quote the line. And, but I was off just enough that my parents wouldn't say, don't say that, because I wasn't saying the word. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I never had a black household. I just... <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, w- I would have had soap in the mouth on that stuff. So oh, nice. Soap, please. <laughs> His mom would have just slapped him. 
Hey, uh, quick, uh, quick sidebar. Uh, anybody remember the first time you dropped the f bomb in front of your uh, parental units? I haven't. I haven't yet. I don't think I've ever done it. I've never cursed. Not in the front f bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I did by accident. Um, ooh. Well, I had to uh, come enamored with the Banana Fana song, and uh, so oh. I proceeded to go <laughs> through the the alphabet there, and uh, so obviously F uh, came oh, up. Oh no! Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was saying Chuck, and then Chuck turned in the F bomb. And so I said the word, and my sister was like, can't say that. And I was like, why not? So that's a bad word. I was like, I've never heard of that word before because I was a smartass. I was like, I've never heard of a word before. The word doesn't exist. So I could just run around saying it. And then I went <laughs> to my mom, and I was like, hey, is F a bad word? Because F, F, F. It didn't sound like a bad word. F, F, F. And she looked at me while she was cooking. And this is the only time I've ever seen my mom like collect herself. She stopped and said, if you ever say that word again. And she said nothing else. She didn't threaten to kill me. Right. She just said, if you ever say that word again. And so I stopped and ran to my room. Right. And then yeah, she threw uh, chicken grease on mama you. mama had to collect herself. There was some death coming. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, did, I was no part of that. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, don't touch your eyes, Sean. Sorry. I don't know if you guys can see this. I'm sorry. This is way off topic and not good radio for our... Um, Listeners, but this is Nick Offerman from The Office wearing an Appalachian Ron State Swanson? University. Yeah, yeah Ron he Swanson. He's wearing an Appalachian shirt. What's that from? I don't know. It How says, does he know uh, Good question. We must have good bacon there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's like all of your bacon. No, what you heard was a lot of bacon. Right. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Sorry. Uh, no, no Sweet. worries, dude. Um, Thank you fine. for offermanning that to us. Um, <laughs> let's see. So I'm Googling it right now. and You'll go blind. About, <laughs> oh, you beat me to it, Sam. <laughs> about seven years ago, Nick Offerman visited App State. Yeah. And, uh, what the hell? <laughs> he, did a, he did a show there on his comedy tour called American Ham. Oh, oh sweet. Go. Yeah. What in the name of Dame Judy Dench is going on here? I don't know. Uh, my five-word review is... Oh, are we there? We're here. Well, is, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Is still my favorite Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's still great. I do like the... I do like the the, uh, the Russell Crowe extended uh, director's cut version. It's, it's pretty good. Um, and that one actually has a little bit more of the truth... Um, of, of the story, like the sheriff isn't the one that's actually trying to take over the crown. It's actually the younger brother um, that is, and um, but the sheriff is you know a big it's fan of the younger brother. Yeah, yeah. kind of like in the Russell Crowe version. So anyway, but this is still a fun movie, and obviously as we've said multiple times over and over, it's really good. Um, I'm going to cook through some of my notes just to hit some things real quick before we get into clips because I have a plethora of clips. So um, I, I, uh, one of my first notes was I've seen this movie many, many times for over the years, and I, it probably was hmm, the last viewing before I watched this. Before I re- and I, like, I always wondered why he called him Christian when his name is clearly Robin. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was a. He was calling him by his religion. He was calling him. I thought that was his name. I'm like, why does he keep calling him Christian? <laughs> his name is Robin. <laughs> it's weird. Is Christian like his nickname? Is like Christian, the nickname of Robin instead of Rob? There's a Christian Slater. You know, maybe that's who. Maybe that's what it was. He kept getting them confused. His name is Lee. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 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 um, alley of plentiful food was convenient. Um, uh, Loxley doesn't have any other dudes to, hanging out with him that he can go out with, and also he didn't think to just look out the window first before running outside to crash into the British KKK. I just um, <laughs> that was always kind of a thing. Um, I do like that Robin points to the wind chimes while talking to the blind man. <laughs> he goes, they're, they're uh, Lincoln. Too much yeah, Daredevil thinks he has powers. <laughs> have you ever had a conversation with a blind person, though? It's a little awkward because uh, you're used to pointing at things. And, you know, I, I had a student that was blind once and it was I made several faux pas like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would like watch myself. how I do it. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say things like uh, it's nice to see you today. And then I would stop myself like, oh. Oh, you can't see me. Yeah, that's just the English language being limited. But like, we had uh, when I was at, you know, working at the Cone Center and back in UNC Charlotte, we had um, several uh, blind <laughs> students that would go through our building, and a couple times, <laughs> you know, I would, you know, hey, how do I get to the elevator? And it was always just, I'll, I'll walk with you, and I'll, I'll take you there. Um, but. I would still find myself gesturing with my hand to where the <laughs> elevator was, just because like it's, over there. Yeah, well, it wasn't, I wasn't say like go that way, but it was like I will walk with you to help to help you get there. Um, but I would still gesture with my hand, like even I'm doing now on the radio, and say <laughs> it's this way. So, um, all right, since uh, we're staring, uh, I'd like to tell you my my awful front uh, oh, ends with with the, the sight impaired. Um, I I really have read too many comics and watched too many uh, episodes because of Daredevil. I just assume that they have echolocation, and I really <laughs> don't mean to. But we had a student. Right? Uh, Did that, you throw that, something at them? <laughs> <laughs> just see but if he, they would catch it. He was walking through the library, and there was a chair in the way, and I thought. Uh, he's, he's he's got his he's got his cane, so uh, yeah, certainly he's going to miss this chair. And he That's... literally stopped before he got there, and I was like, "It's true." Because <laughs> so, now I can't let it go. Oh my gosh, like, I want to toss things. It's what? awful. I'm right. Person. One would think you would develop your, like you said, your senses would be different. So anyway, um, I always like the fight scene in the water. But, it, you know, did Robin know that John couldn't swim? Because that seemed like that was his only plan of attack was to get him in the water. Because as soon as he had him in the water, he immediately starts asking him, do you yield? Like, that man has you by four inches and a hundred, in like 60 pounds. Like, there's no reason why that Robin yeah. should win that fight. Well, he's all balanced and in the water. So, yeah. you know, you can keep him, not, you know. Not to mention that um, little John or John Little had completely bested him in everything else. Yeah. Right. Did anybody else? I mean, okay, I know the name Little John is from the original story, but I think that's kind of a dumb way to get the name. Like, my name's John. Oh, Little. that, yeah. Uh, I'm going to call you <laughs> Little John. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like Robin. Oh, good lord! There's Corny. Um, Robin giving him the name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, corny. well, but I. But there, there was. <laughs> there was a lot of those weird corny moments in this in this movie though that I I forgot the were there. Right. Yeah. Even to the point of the witch's lair and kind of her her snide comments. You know, it just, it, I don't know. It got real Sam Raimi sometimes. Yeah. Well, there was some, yeah, awkward, like super close up camera angles. Like when the cousin comes in and he's like an inch and a half away from the camera lens. And mm-hmm. there's, there, there's a lot of that stuff going on. Um, like when, and then of course, when he stabs him, like there, there's a lot of close up, kind of awkward camera. There was some other stuff, some other camera work that I thought was actually kind of bad. Um, like, like when the, when Robin, after Robin cuts his face, right. And he, he slides down the thing. Then they just do an over the shoulder camera running up to get the the sheriff coming out of the church as he's screaming, close the gate. And Mm -hmm. it's the most awkward run you've ever seen. I mean, it's like uh, the camera is shaking all over the place. It's not like born identity shaky, but I mean, it feels awkward. All I could think of is, did they not? I know they had steady cams in 1991, but yeah. and maybe they're going for an authentic kind of a thing. But it just looked really weird. Um, I don't know. You know what else they had in this movie? Montage. They had a montage. A let's Heck build yeah. it and get things going montage, man. It was awesome. It was like a, it was like a Swiss Family Robinson uh, style tree houses in there. It was awesome. Oh my gosh, that was. I mean, like that movie makes you want to have a tree house. Yeah. Nope. Not at all. Did you uh, Did you read? I don't mean to burst any uh, trivia bubbles that you may have, but did you read the one about the playset for this? I don't know if you guys ever uh, mm-hmm. you you probably didn't have the toys. No, but, uh, I had, uh, yeah, I had the toys of this growing up. And, I mean, I had uh, a bow and arrow set, but it was just to kill things with. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Was it called a uh, Robin Hood Prince of Swings? <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of play set. Like, uh, like an action figures play set. <laughs> but that's pretty great. And that is also the name of the Prince episode. Of swings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, this was, uh, <laughs> This was the the Robin Hood figures from this movie, from the action, uh, or the action figures from this movie, and um, the tree house to, or the uh, you know the playset in the uh, in the woods was apparently based off of, or or was actually originally designed for the Ewoks, huh. uh, and never really released as a toy. So they just kind of said, "We're gonna take what we've already done and use it for Robin Hood." It's hey, kind of the same feel. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, let's see. I'm thinking uh, they probably had uh, uh, Morgan Freeman with more action. Nice. And uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Robin Hood uh, was a uh, it cost her a lot. And um, let's see. Well, I think I'm out of puns for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying away. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, like, Sean. So I thought it was also weird. Like, so Will Scarlet is almost again a hopping man. Um, Will Scarlet gets his hand stuck, and then he's gone for like an hour of the movie. Right, he's not part yeah. of any of the montage of, of you know, building up the empire of the thieves in the woods. Like, he's not part of any of that. He's not like he just shows up. Literally, he shows up when um, I want to keep calling him Blinken. When whatever his name is, the old the Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you say Abe Lincoln? Oh, I said hey. Did you say Lincoln. Abe Lincoln? Um, he uh, he's like Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. Thank you. He goes, the old fool led him to us. Like all he has, to, all he does is show up and complain. And I thought, my gosh, where have you been for an hour? I forgot you were even in this movie. So millennial. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I already mentioned that. Uh, so the fight scene in the woods, too, before it turns all scary with the fire and stuff. I don't remember it being this way, but if you notice, the fight scene is literally nothing but it's like a it's like a two minute fifteen. It's like two minutes of just fifteen second action, right? It's Robin shoots an arrow, and then it cuts to Hazim. Hacking a guy, and then it cuts to Little John hitting a guy with a stick. Then it cuts to the dude hitting a thing, and then it cuts to a guy. Like it's nothing but fifteen second. Dude does a thing. Dude does a thing. Dude does that. Like there's never any. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like John's on the ground hitting a guy with a stick, and then the next shot, he's up on the on the tree line shooting arrows at people. And I thought, what what is this? We we have been totally spoiled with the war movies and and the continuous action shots that we've been able to get. Yeah. nowadays yeah honestly yeah. right the mm-hmm. you know even game of thrones when you look at the battle of the bastards or something like that and just see how well shot these things are um it's just amazing the difference between then and, and now well i mean but it's also a problem with the director that is a director's responsibility i would think and to uh to get that to work in part in editing too yeah and yeah. um and we'll talk about editing in a little bit but the other thing is like like literally, like the next scene when when John and his wife are separated by the bridge and Robin has to do the heroic jump to get the rope kind of a thing the arrows that are flying by they're all going from lower left screen <laughs> to upper right screen it's like those kelts are on the ground 10 feet below them shooting straight up and right. i thought who was doing that and why are they so bad aim like if it's supposed to be just random arrows, they should be falling, not going up. I just, right. I was even as a younger person, I thought that's really dumb. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that as a, you know this plan, you know this plan all works if Will doesn't get in Wolf's face. If he just leaves him alone, this plan yeah, is perfect. Yeah, why did he do that, the dumbass? I don't know. Maybe to try to reassure him that it's okay or something. It never made sense why he did that, but no. Um, when the axe man spits on Will Scarlet, that always grossed me out. It's like, oh, yeah. and you, I, you had to take a moment and go, oh, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, uh, I, I did write as funny as it is. The catapult bit is kind of cartoony. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. my last note was, why is there a goat in the chapel? Oh, never mind. That's the witch's lair. I never knew it was the <laughs> witch's lair for some reason. I I missed that completely because it's bright. Like every yep. time we go there. Like, I always felt like the witch's lair would be in, in the dungeon, right? It's down, it's dark, it's only lit by fire. This scene is bright, and it's in the middle of the afternoon, and it's in the tower. It just, 
how did she move in without anyone seeing all that stuff? It just seems weird. So <laughs> don't bite my MG's maybe some stuff upstairs. All right. Um <laughs> tropes, I did the the you're gonna swear an oath by cutting your hand. Why would you cut your hand? I always wondered that. Like makes it real. That but you use your hand for everything. Like I mean, I, I swore an oath the other day to always put down the toilet seat and I had to slash my hand for that. It just so. seems so weird. Like <laughs> Cut your elbow or something. It's just how it works. It's just yeah. so and dumb. Real men swear oaths by the the blood of uh, of an innocent. I mean, uh, the uh, blood off your uh, <laughs> an innocent. Jeez. Well, you know, Sam. Uh, it's on his crest. Uh, keep palm and figure it out. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, also, the trope of the the diehard trope where we think the bad guy is dead, but then you have to have the the you know the last second save. Yeah. So that's that's a thing. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm gonna play some clips. Oh, actually, sorry. I was gonna say I was hoping he was gonna get Hans again. Um, nice. You know, where he's uh dangling out the window with uh, Arian. Oh, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. He's like he gets pushed out the window and he's hanging on, and then the... and his arms turn unnaturally long. No, that's RoboCop. That's not Die Hard. <laughs> and then as he falls, he goes, not again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, but instead of it being the watch that he's hung, hung to, like it's in Die Hard, like it, it's the dagger, right? Like yeah, he reaches go. up and it, oh, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he grabs the handle of the dagger and that's what makes him fall. No, that's actually really funny. I like that. All right, uh, here we go. I got a bunch of clips. So here we go. I always liked the way he said that. I just thought that was kind of cool. You. There we go. Why are these so soft? Jeez. Hi, Phoenix. There we go. She said. Um. Yeah. Uh. Here we go. No man controls my destiny, especially not one who attacks downwind and stinks of garlic. Yeah. Yeah. I've been told that many times. Really a shame. I like I like Italian food. What can I say? Uh, I have used this many times. You whine like a mule. You are still alive. <laughs> mule. Ah, uh, I love that line. You whine like a mule. Yeah, you do. Jeez. Um, this part, as a kid, I, I never understood it, but I knew it was funny because of the reaction. But I didn't understand it until again much later, like college. But here we go. Curse on Moors and Saracens. <laughs> Not for their ungodly ways. Master Robin would never have left. What manner of name is Hazim? Irish? Cornish? Moorish. <laughs> <laughs> I love the look on his face. Yeah. And right? the little gasp. Yeah. Have, have y'all ever been a part of a situation where someone has said something... You know, either about your profession or something you do, and then you go, "Oh, what do you do?" And you're like, "I am this." Right. <laughs> uh, I have I have had that happen uh, on a couple of occasions, especially um, at work. Someone's called and goes, "Yeah, I was talking to this guy, and he was blah blah blah." Uh, what is your name? I'm like, "Oh, I am Cornelius." And they're like, oh. "I'm like, yes." Yeah. <laughs> I, I had, the funny moment with that was I was we were playing uh, playing video games with the, the normal group of guys that I play video games with, and one of which is my brother-in-law. And one of the guys mentioned something about how he hates when people do this thing. I don't remember what it was. 
But like the thing was just like similar to a thing that my mother-in-law does all the time. So I go, yeah, don't you hate it when, and then I describe my mother-in-law like, 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 oh, yeah, don't you hate it when they do this? And the guy was like, yeah, man, that's so annoying. And my brother-in-law goes, man, shut up, asshole. That's my mom he's talking about. <laughs> it was great. Oh, yeah, because I totally engineered it. It was great. And he was like, oh, uh, well, I mean, like, not your mom, but you know, it, was, oh, it was great. It was wonderful. All right. <laughs> Kevin Costner made this noise. <laughs> so what? Weird. He makes this noise. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that this time, as we were wa- or as I watched it, I I'd never caught the, <laughs> the that the him like goosing the priest. Yeah, it's when he's goosing the priest, and the priest screams, and he gives him the shh. But it's <laughs> sounds like oh, a left hand buzzer. It's so weird. Like. Here's this man that we're supposed to take seriously, and he goes up to a priest who's taking his clothes off, and and then the guy screams. It's so weird. Oh, it's so weird. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was funny because I, I when I was watching the movie, I was like, did he make that noise? And so I thought, when I, when I get clips, I'll have to go back and make sure I listen for that again. And yeah, sure He enough. sure did. So here's four seconds of... Now, I, I captured it originally because I like that Alan Rickman uses the phrase, hang him by his entrails. But when I, record, when I captured it, I started hearing a noise. Now, I want you guys to listen, specifically you, Corny, because I think you might get what this noise is, at least what I think it is. Um, so we'll, we'll go from there. All right, here we go. It's just four seconds of this. I'm going to hang him from the walls by his own entrails. I'd like to see that, my lord. All right, now I know that might be hard to hear, so I'm going to play it again. Oh, I know what that is. I'm going to crank it up till you guys tell me if you hear something in the background happening. I'm going to hang him from the walls by his own entrails. I'd like to see that, my lord. Like a wood block? No, Corny, what do you is think it, that is? is uh, someone playing beer pong? across the floor. It's, say it again, Corny? Someone's sneakers are squeaking across the floor. That's exactly what I thought. It sounds like, it sounds like someone's wearing sneakers on like a basketball gym floor. Play it again. All right, so listen for the squeaks. I'm going to hang him from the walls by his own entrails. I'd like to see that, my lord. Okay, I heard it that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the sound guy and the camera guy backing up as they're walking because they're following them. They're, you know, doing a tracking shot going backwards. And it's probably their their feet on that floor, on on that concrete floor. It's just too funny. Huh. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think I've ever heard that in a movie before. But um, somebody kept their Air Jordans on. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. I, I can fly. Uh, you, you know, I, I had to. Uh, I was uh, contractually obligated to capture this. I'm gonna cut your heart out with a spoon. There you go. Why a spoon, Uncle? Well, why a spoon, cousin? Why not? Access. Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. There you go. <laughs> and that wasn't acting. That was just Alan Rickman explaining to the yeah. yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. probably just said that. And he's like, "Oh, we're rolling." Okay. I don't know why, but I love the way he like over enunciates this. Like, it's not just that it'll hurt. It's hurt. I mean, just listen to these T's. Why a spoon, cousin? 
Why not? Axe. Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> Just love that. <laughs> um, here's another funny little bit. I had a very sad childhood. I'll tell you about it sometime. I never knew my parents. It's amazing. I'm sane. I like that part. There's some cool trivia about that. I don't know if I if I put it in there or not, but... Did he actually eat one of those children? No, no. About the, who his mom is? No, no, the no, no. We'll we'll get into that. No, basically, he's doing that scene, and the girl was acting scared because she was actually scared of Alan Rickman, and so in between takes, he would make funny faces at her to kind of make her laugh to make her feel more comfortable for the scene. I just oh. thought that was kind of cool. He's such a good guy. Oh yes, yeah. Um, and I had to capture this. It is I who am honored. Lord Luxon. Thanks to you, I still have a throne. In Scotland, apparently. Because yeah. if we're going to have no accents by... If you're, if you're not going to make Kevin Costner do an accent, then why should Sir Sean Connery <laughs> change his? Um, also, the trivia says that Sean Connery... The King Richard was 37 when he came back from the Crusades, not 60. You shot off. I'm as old as I need to be. I know. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Okay, here we go. Alan Rickman turned down the role of the sheriff twice before he was told he could have more or less a carte blanche with his interpretation of the character. I like awesome. Uh, Alan Rickman ad-libbed the line about calling off Christmas. I'm glad he did. Okay. That's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, as Robin and Hazim and Duncan flee from Marion's, they pull up their horses before entering Shroud Forest. Kevin Costner's horse half reared as he halted, and the horse's neck came up so fast it smacked into and broke Costner's nose. According oh, to Lord. the DVD commentary, he didn't miss a beat and continued the scene. Yeah. Um, all right. So... I'll play this one. A scene was filmed but cut and was later reinstated in the extended version DVD, which Andrew and I have both seen. The sheriff learns that Mortiana, which is the witch, had been spying on him, and Mortiana reveals to the sheriff that she is his mother and that when he was born, she murdered another baby who was supposed to be sheriff so he could take that child's place and that she had manipulated him and secretly masterminded the plot to steal the throne from King Richard, and that Mortiana wants a grandchild of pure blood to sit on the throne. Whoa. Yeah. So Okay, okay. so I that she was his mom. Uh, that's always kind of been a thing. Uh, it felt that way, because he listened to her and kind of did the... But he didn't know that up until... Mm, in the movie that we saw up until like the last scene where he's yelling at her saying this is that's my wife crone or something like that like yeah um she doesn't reveal that until the very end mm-hmm. and there's a couple other scenes where like Andrew and I both saw where like he's down in the lair and she's telling him to worship the devil and he'll get power from it and this and that. And he's like, are you sure my mom wanted me to be raised like this? And she's like, yes, he, she, that's what she wanted for you. And so then like literally the next scene is he's up in the, in the church when he's making googly eyes at Marion. That's why he looks super bored because he doesn't believe in God. He's, he's, you know, he's all about the devil. So like that lends a little bit to, to that scene or whatever, but Interesting. 
So this is the one piece of trivia that I found. Uh, whatever. It just it, it, it made me kind of annoyed. The producers, one of them being Kevin Reynolds' longtime friend, Kevin Costner. I don't know why they needed to put in the fact that they're buddies, but Kevin Costner is a producer. He took over editing the movie, going to the extent of physically locking the original editor, Peter Boyle, out of the editing suite. However, they were contractually obligated under Director Guild's rules to show their cut to Reynolds. He was less than impressed with what they had done to his movie. What? Costner even went as far as to cut scenes from Alan Rickman because he was afraid Rickman was upstaging him in the movie. What? So, that, yeah, that's what it makes sounds me kind of like something he would do, though. Yeah, that fake English mother. Yeah, <laughs> I just, it's kind of annoying, right? I mean, it kind of it's yeah. just like your your ego couldn't handle sounding. couldn't couldn't handle the fact that Rickman was was just outperforming you. He was, yep. you know, it's freaking Alan Rickman, man. You should know this by now. Well, I mean, but we no, we didn't know this. He's only two years into his acting career. Die Hard was two years earlier, and his first role. We didn't know who Alan Rickman was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're a decade away from him being Snape. So happy trails, Hans. Yeah. The last one I bid, I did, and I actually looked this up. The music used in the original film trailer was borrowed, and I mean stolen, from the film Willow. Yeah. yeah. Really? Uh, I, I <laughs> you know, because you got Christian Slater in that one, too. He's not in that. Is he not? No. I really not Willow. In Willow. No, I don't think so. No, no. That's okay. Bal Kilmer and... and um, um, yeah, I think you're thinking Bal. Right? I am? Yeah. Well, damn. No, that's okay. Yep. You know, white people, we all look alike. I get it. I, I mean, I ain't going to say that. And I ain't going to mean that either. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. It's fine. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, well, wait. Uh, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Uh, yeah, top three. We decided to do Kevin Costner films. We've probably done it before when we did Untouchables, but my spreadsheet doesn't say that, so that's what we're going to do. Kevin Costner films. Because why not? Uh, Andrew. Okay. Am I? I'm not muted. Sorry. Uh, number three. Hey, hey, Mr. Postman. I got the Postman. Nice. Really? Yeah. I like the Postman. You I do, too. I do, too. Uh, <laughs> number number two, uh, The Highwaymen, which is a newer Kevin Costner film. Oh, that is yeah. a good movie. Yeah. It's a yeah. great one. And then number one, this... I'm going to count it, and I don't care if you guys don't count it. I'm counting it. Um, it was a made-for-TV movie, and it was actually, I guess you would call it a miniseries, but the Hatfields and McCoys. Oh, God, he's yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's really that. good. Yeah. He really I, is. I really think that's one of his finest roles ever. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah, he's good at the Westerns. He's, he's yeah. good at Westerns, I think. Corny. That's my name? All right, uh, I'm going to go with my number three as uh, poop. Um, never heard of that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Untouchables. Sounds kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my number two is uh, The Bodyguard. All right. And my number one is uh, For the Love of the Game. Yeah, that's interesting. interesting. I freaking love that movie. 
Is that uh, the one with the flashbacks as he's doing a perfect game, right? Or yeah. Perfect, yeah. Throwing a perfect game. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, the, the, he the does cool baseball movies the, really well. Yeah. He does baseball and, and westerns. He does sports, I think, also just in general. I sports. think, but sports. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just uh, how he does clear the mechanism. I don't know. It's oh yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, cool. Right on. Yeah. It's Sam. Cool. All right, I've got my number three. Uh, is uh, the Postman, which I I really do appreciate. I like that movie. Number two, Dance with with Wolves, except oh. the end. I refuse to watch the end. And then my number one, and it gets me every single freaking time, Field of Dreams. The love what, me some Field of Dreams. What part is the end? Like what Oh, when all the animals start dying off. The dog or the, I'm sorry, the wolf, the horse. Um, yeah. It's just, so they're never I'm gonna not, dance again? They're gonna the rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so it's easy to so. pretend. I know you're not a fool. Uh, we have actually not a lot of cross uh, movies. Contamination? That's, yeah, that's actually interesting. Uh, my number three, I did Untouchables. Okay. Uh, my number two was Tin Cup. Interesting. Because nice. we didn't think Clank would go very well. And my number one is Wyatt Earp. I uh, see, I think he's a good Wyatt Earp, but I don't like the movie. Well, he makes the movie, in my opinion, way better. I think Tombstone is a better film. I think, yeah. but he's a better Wyatt Earp. If you take Absolutely. Kevin Costner and put him in Tombstone, it's like the, it's the perfect Western. Right? Yeah. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, what, what part is, is he playing uh, Kurt Russell's part? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't like it. Huh. I, I, I do not see Kevin Costner going, smoke that, uh, smoke that meat wagon. I don't see him doing it. <laughs> throw down boy I don't see him doing that <laughs> I don't think he's, he doesn't say throw down I know that um, Val Kilmer says those things yeah no, okay, so it's uh, is it not Billy Bob who's uh, is it Billy Bob Thor- no they're in the uh, the guy's playing poker yeah and uh, yeah, it, yeah Bill it's Billy um, Billy Zane is one of the guys there they're playing poker but again that's I think that's Val Kilmer. I think that's Doc. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think no, Val Kilmer is a perfect Doc. No, he is. Yeah. It's 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 what I mean. It's uh, Kurt Russell in that scene. Okay. Slapping around, not doing the gun thing. Huh. He he slaps the guy a couple times, makes him bleed. I do remember that. Yeah, he does <laughs> do that. I just I like I like the Kevin Costner. It's a little more subtle. He's less um, yelly in the in the wide up version. Um, yeah. So anyway, I when I was in Tombstone, this is not to discredit you, Corn. I'm just saying uh, I got to visit Tombstone, uh, you know, ten years ago, or whatever. And I asked people there, I was like, "Hey, because you're all of your stands sell both movies, which is which is your favorite?" And they all say Tombstone is the better movie, but but Kevin Costner was the better wider. He actually, that's actually what he was like. I'm like, oh, okay, huh. that's cool. Did you know him? Well, no, of course not. But anyway. Uh, there we go. That's it. Um, now it's time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We give the score, a movie, a score from one to... Wait, nobody like, ever... Wait, 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 wait. Nobody's ever mentioned the score of this movie. The score of this movie is fantastic. It is, uh, is one of oh, the yeah. best out there, by the yeah. way. Michael, Michael yeah, Kamen's score the is... Horn, this, this made me fall in love with the French horn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It made me wish that that's what I was playing. It's, it is amazing. 
So I just wanted to throw that out there since we haven't talked about it. But it, it, yeah, the, you're, yeah was, I own this soundtrack. It was one of my first soundtracks I've ever owned. And it's it's amazing. It's it's so good that Disney used it as a end cap to their intros for a dozen years on their DVDs. And it's not a Disney film. Yeah. Um, which I always thought was really weird that they did that. But they did. And I stole it for the intro to the podcast for the first <laughs> four and a half years of the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> it, it's a great bit. It's a great bit of music, and um, you know Michael Kamen uh, is is great. Uh, we didn't really ever talk about the director either, and other things that he had done. Um, just while we're here talking about these people, uh, he directed. It says director of Waterworld, but Waterworld had like four directors, and so I guess he might have directed the majority of it. Um. But he also directed the Hatfields and McCoys, the miniseries. So, Andrew, he... I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, He did also, he did Fandango, which is also a Kevin Costner joint. And he did The Count of Monte Cristo, which I've been told is good. I've never seen. It's delicious. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jim Caviezel, Guy Pierce, Richard Harris, a bunch of people. So, there you go. Anyway. He's he's not done a lot, but what he has done is well, it's kind of all over the place. Again, Waterworld, Tristan and Isolde, Isolde, Isolde. I can't pronounce that word. Whatever. Isolde. And then he did Isolde. something called Risen uh, a couple of years ago. Um, Thirty-three A.D. A Roman tribune in Judea is tasked to find the missing body of Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, neat. All right. Well, good for him. Good luck to him. Probably won't find it. <laughs> um, some. Oh, so. Sean. Yeah. What? So I sent you a little something. Um, okay. Facebook Messenger. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll look forward for that in a second. Uh, out of your 10, uh, Andrew. Yeah. Um, so like I said, love it. I'm kind of where Sam was with uh, Back to the Future 3. I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Costner's not not great in this movie. Yeah, but, but I don't care. I, yeah. I don't care. I, I love the movie. It's I think it's done well. It had Brian Adams, for heaven's sakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Speaking we didn't talk things, about that song, but yeah. No, that, that, that song was awful. But uh, no, I like. Dude, I can't tell you how many dances I I awkwardly danced with girls to that song. Just so you I, know. I remember my middle school principal walking up while I was dancing with a girl with a flashlight, and telling me I was too yeah. close during this nice. song. Um, but anyway, I'm going to give this. Uh, this has got to be in the eights for me, uh, which which I've been doing more more and more recently. Uh, oh. But I'm going to give this one an eight point two. All right. I have 10. That works. Yep. And I'm kind of with... Uh, uh, hold oh, on. No, we Whoa. Cool. We have another person here. I totally forgot. Jump the I gun. Totally Gosh. How could, you, how could you forget the guy with the glowy headset? Jeez. That's true. He kind of looks like a, a some sort of droid hovering about ready to shoot. Yeah. You're not wrong. Roger, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Mr. Uh, yeah. Oh, you want me? We'd like my my numbers. Yes, here. please. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've had something in this column. Oh, you mean the the dark column? Um, no, but okay. 
so I, I again, uh, talking about this movie, I was like, oh, I'm excited to watch it. I uh, watched it today and was immediately heartbroken uh, with how bad Kevin Costner is in this movie. Uh, and it really actually did take away a lot that I used to like about this movie, which is kind of weird. Because most times I like a movie and I'm going to continue to like that movie until, you know, forever. But in this situation, I, I, I have to score it lower. So I'm going to give it like a 5.6. Okay. It's pretty wow. mediocre for me. I would rather uh, I would rather watch a chick flick than <laughs> this movie ever again. Okay. <laughs> wow. Ouch. It's just that bad for me now. Like it, it's again, and I think it's the the result of too many good movies I've watched lately, and that just okay. makes it not endearing. That's interesting. Yeah. Pox upon your family, Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, Sam. All right. Well, um, I'm kind of more in the Andrew boat in this one i guess um absolutely kevin brings it down but at this point it's i've got such nostalgia for it i'm willing to to allow it to have some issues however i am certainly not as lenient as i am on like back to the future three um with it i will probably give this thing you know it's it's a worthwhile watch if you haven't seen it for god's sake mm -hmm. so uh 7.93 out of 10 for me all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I thought I had a good time with this. I laugh at, you know, th there's a lot of little good things in this movie that I think make that overcome. I don't care. Honestly, I don't care about the accent. I really don't. Just do what no. you're good at. I don't care that Leia kind of comes and goes with her British accent. And I have not seen Chernobyl yet, but I know that basically the director just said, just use your normal accents. We all know that you're not Russian. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We just want to get the By best. By the way, Chernobyl's amazing. I know. Absolutely I know. I want to see it. I just don't have HBO. But yeah. it's a blast. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I don't know. Like the little stuff, like when someone, like it's like someone in the, in the Nottingham castle went behind the sheriff's back and drew a scar on the statue. Like, that cracks me up. And then <laughs> the fact that when, you know, uh, Robin Hood is on his way to rescue his one true love, he actually stops and takes a look at the, the scar and then continues to fight the guy. And then the fact that they're trying to bang on the door and they both look at each other at the same time and go, the statue. You know, like, okay, we've definitely entered buddy cop realm, you know, but... yeah. Uh, um, but for, but those are the things that made me laugh. And so as, so the movie made me laugh. So I, it gets just a seven for me. The movie made me laugh. It's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. It doesn't hold up. Not really in some stuff, mm -hmm. but there's, there are some shots that show age. Yeah. There's, there's some, a, especially some mid range shots, um, landscape shots that just doesn't look as good. There's a couple of shots that for some reason the film gets real grainy. I don't know what's going yeah. on there. Um, I don't know if that's like bad, you know, green screen happening or blue screen, but uh, there's some weird effects happening. But otherwise, it's an okay film, and I'm glad we watched it because it's funny. And I, for the rest of all eternity, I will now have 
Uh, this. There you go. So. <laughs> nice. There you go. All right. That's <laughs> the show. My gosh, Corny, thanks for coming back on. It was much fun to have you on. Yeah, man. Um, uh, open invitation. It's a surprise. I didn't know you were coming. Uh, yeah. Um, next week we are doing uh, Aeronauts, which is that's what she said. I'm sorry. That it's a uh, uh, it's an Amazon Prime original about um, the girl from the girl in Rogue One who teams up with the guy from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and they they go into to the air in a giant hot air balloon, or not. Well, they go, they go up. We don't know what happens after that. So, I mean, I guess we, we assume that they came back down because we know what happened while they were in the air. So in order for their story to be told, they had to live to tell it. But uh-huh. I guess we'll see what happens. So, Wait, what's supposed to happen? That's what's going to happen. I did not mean to click on that. I meant to click on that. Um, yeah, but that's it. it. That's uh, what? Oh. <laughs> uh <laughs> CheapSeatReviews.com is our website, which I haven't touched in 10 days because I've been out of town with no internet. And uh, Sure. Uh, call to action. Again, if you guys like the show, please just share it. I know we're in this kind of weird time now. Now, obviously, as we record it, where people listen to podcasts more because they have the ability to do so. So, hey, like, hey, if you're bored or you're doing yard work or something, put this podcast on. It's kind of fun. Um or if it's someone that you really don't like, steal their phone and click subscribe. That'd be great. Really <laughs> there you go. If you don't, I will find you. That's right. Uh, he has the laser headset. He'll do it. Uh, yep. Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. We're on Instagram, um, barely. And, of course, you can follow us at Cheap Seat Cast on Twitter. Send us your Shall emails to Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com. And if you want us to review your movie, you know, we can do that, too. Whether it's one you made or it's just one you want us to watch, whatever. Andrew's got a cool idea for the month of May. We'll talk about that next week once we kind of suss it out a little bit more. But we're basically throwing out the lineup for May because uh, I think it's a really cool idea. So with all that being said, uh, it's been really great talking with you again, Corny. So glad to have you back on the show. And on behalf of Corny, Andrew, and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>